trying the new body composition functionality of the body sensor, the Galaxy Watch 4 LTE 40mm and not active anymore, but it's the normal one because they just left out the active and said like the active is not a normal one because the active is like, I mean, everybody's active and therefore it's not really the, how this came to be, but actually the active now is the normal one. I also do have the, the predecessor, the Galaxy Active 2. And then there was the Galaxy Watch 3, which was basically the Galaxy Watch Classic 3, if you think about it in terms of the new naming scheme, because this watch also comes with a ring, and then it's named the Classic. That's basically it. So now let's try the body composition together. What is body composition? Basically, if you take a look at the weight, weight is very, I mean, weight is a very good predictor about health or for health. But the thing is, there are even better ones, like actually body fat. This means how much fat do you have under your skin, or within your inner organs. This is a very important thing, why? Because the bone mass for most people is pretty fixed, because the muscle mass is also pretty fixed. I mean, you can build up some muscles, but eventually you will hit a certain plateau, and then you will, most people won't really change their muscle mass drastically within one year. I mean, unless they, they take something, or I don't know. So the thing is, I mean, if you start to work out, obviously you get newbie gains and stuff like this. But the thing is, also your organ size is kind of changed unless you are an alcoholic and therefore your liver grows infinitely. If it is the liver, I'm not exactly sure because I only can think about it in like German words and I just translated them to English. Therefore, body composition. The thing is, the body per fat percentage is actually a better estimate of the health of someone than the BMI or the weight. So basically, the first measurement we took was the weight. The weight is nice, but for example, someone who has a lot of muscles, not me, but someone who has a lot of muscles, and or muscle mass, rather, or weight, muscle weight, is and someone who is obese, they obviously had the same BMI and the same weight, and you couldn't differentiate them, because... The BMI actually calculates only, like, is a number that basically, basically calculates or factors in the weight and also the height. And that's it. So therefore, I mean, body composition is just not in there. Body composition now is what the body actually consists of. It's basically muscle mass, muscle mass. It's, depending on the accent you do. Then it's also the bones. And you can also calculate sometimes the bone density, even though, of course, this would be inaccurate. These are kind of the expectations I have. Why? Because I actually have... So the previous sentence was, I have... The following is, I have a body composition scale. Why? Because I wanted to measure my body composition, since this is a better data point to actually estimate how healthy you kind of are. But also, it's very interesting to know, and also interesting to know how much muscle mass you have, or if you lost fat, or if you just gained fat or muscle mass. So now, this is kind of the reason I have to scale. Also, obviously, because I want to record my weight every now and then. Why? Because I'm kind of into this whole health thing. Also, the reason I have this Galaxy Watch 4. And also the reason I have and had this Galaxy Watch Active 4. Because it's actually also a fitness watch, apart from being a smartwatch. And now the body composition feature, obviously, is something that even extends the fitness functionality and health functionality of this watch. So therefore, what does this watch do? Usually, you stand up with two feet here. And now, the watch, what the watch does, it, it measures your body composition by actually sending um, a current, an electric current, not a current, but electric, electric energy. Um, I don't know the word right now, but the thing is, it just sends 
electricity. Electricity is the word I am searching for through your body. And then depending on how much electricity comes to the other end, basically here, um, it kind of calculates things. The problem, obviously, if you only have one point, is that you only have one point. Therefore, the only thing you can do is maybe get into the skin somehow and try what I could imagine it does. It's not a theory. It's more like a theory. Apart, it's not that I read about these sensors. Is this? It actually, it actually could measure how much fat, for example, here on the wrist is, and just take this as an estimate for how much fat, subcutaneous fat, sort of fat. So there are the muscles, the bones, obviously, then the muscles, and also the veins and stuff. But then there is actually also the skin. And between the skin, so now my camera just randomly said that because I didn't record for that long. It's not that I record, but do anything on the camera app. And then what actually happens is that you have subcutaneous fat. And the more subcutaneous fat, obviously, the higher your body fat percentage is. So now let's actually try the body composition on the Galaxy Watch Active, not active, but Galaxy Watch 4. So therefore I stop and we will take a look at the watch itself. So now we are on the watch, as you can see, and then we just tap here. Um, hello? Hello watch? What happens? Oh yeah, this was already the home screen. Um, and then we can see that I did a few steps, because I just, oh yeah, here it was. Here it was, the body composition. And let's actually measure my body composition. I am male, obviously, kind of. So the height, I'm, I mean, this is kind of data I didn't want to put out there. Maybe I just get things off the watch and then I just check it before. The, so the height, obviously, you already know. The weight is something you already also kind of know. I mean, it's not something you already also kind of know. I don't know if you will find out, but I mean, maybe I'll just say later on, but it already has the weight because I measured on my body fat scale yesterday. So now it's done. And now we can keep in mind that body composition monitoring is only for fitness do not measure as a pacemaker. Yeah, I don't have a pacemaker, so how to measure. Make, move your watch higher on your wrist. So let's actually try to move it a little bit higher, even though it is already, it is already pretty high on my wrist. Touch your watch only. Don't let your hands touch. Raise. Why does it go out all the time? I have to do this. Yeah, well, what was the first step? Now, <laughs> within a few seconds, it will go out again because of the energy settings. Turn off, not go out. Go out is basically something I just translated from my native language. Move your watch higher on your wrist. First step done. Place your middle and ring finger on on keys, touch your watch only. So the, there are the keys. So this is something we kind of have to do, I guess. Raise your arms away from your body, which is something I already am doing because I kind of have to, because I'm holding. And now the camera went out again, as it just so happens. And okay, we just start and I then do the thing. So now place middle and ring fingers on the keys. So just place them on the keys. Okay, I placed them on the keys. So what is happening now? Obviously nothing. And this is something <laughs> that happens with these things all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm doing this. It's also, I mean, the keys are, the keys are here. Did I do the wrong arm? I don't think so. Let's just try it here. Does it work? No. 
I mean, I said it wasn't right. Maybe I didn't. I just do it again and then we take a look again. So I kind of gave up. Therefore, I just switch the actual position to my left arm, which is usually occupied by my wonderful Casio watch. But now let's just do it in order to make this video something that's worth watching. I also kind of switched um, the accent, which is something that not usually happens if you switch the watch on your wrist. So now let's just do it again. In order to measure the body composition, you already see this is kind of getting not very, not very. So now measure. Um, now let's just do all the steps again. So now let's just do it. So we did it. And now it goes out again. Okay, raise your arms away from me. But yeah, we did this. We did it. Place middle and ring finger. I mean, these are the middle and ring fingers. I just did them wrong, I guess. Hello. Oh, well, it does work very, very well. Oh, yeah, it said something. No, it didn't. So I try to do the positions it actually says, and then I just go back to you. So I actually just got an idea. The problem, obviously, is that it only has one measurement point, as I already stated, and it needs to, because it's also bioimpedance. The thing now is that I have these covers on here, so basically what could happen is it sends basically the electricity through here, through the left arm, and then on the right arm, actually, this is the reason probably that you have your both fingers, and then it actually, because this then is the under, uh, could be the other contact point, and therefore... I just have to remove actually the case in order for it to work because otherwise I cannot hit the sensors. So obviously I just get this here out, which is something I also, I also, yeah, I mean, it's also something nice to know, I guess, because you actually can change these bands very easily. Just like on Spotify, you can also change bands very easily. Now let's just get this off, which is something I didn't plan to do. And this is already something that's not very practical because let's actually face it. You want to have your watch kind of protected by something like this. And yeah, it just turned out again. I just stopped. And now let's try another round. So also, you can see now the watch in its full glory. So actually, let's try this right now. And let's just connect the dots. And it works. Just as I theorized before. I mean, this is just so nice. Because now it works. I mean, this also means I have to take the case every time off. Maybe just get another case that doesn't require... I had to... Oh, it's 12.6%. Now you know. So 12.6% is actually also something that's... I mean, it's pretty close to the thing. So let's actually switch because there won't be... I mean, we can't still take a look at what it additionally says. 12.6% is actually something... I mean, it's... I mean, this is kind of a range, I guess. I could also use something like a pen because I cannot really point on the watch two things just with my fingers because uh well so let's actually just find a pencil yeah well so here we have to watch now what you can see here is this is the normal range and it's also here the date and so more, much more the time and there is not much else maybe on the Maybe on the Samsung Health app we actually have more data, but I don't think so. I guess this is everything we have. And, I mean, how unnerving is that it constantly switches off the screen. But, well, actually, it's 12.6%. Let's talk about how what this means is. Um, so, what does 12%, 12.6% 12 
mean and what how can you actually know what is good and what is not good let's actually try to take this data point and set the context well the context as you already know is that we have basically different we can switch to we have different things in our body like fat the thing is if we eat too much fat builds up there are also other effects like the body actually heats up more and you are kind of more motivated by your body to do more things but in general if you have something so if there's a calorie deficit then you lose fat basically you can also lose muscle but the body is kind of smart and doesn't want to lose muscle as fast therefore if you are fat adapted this is kind of a also a thing because if you are not fat adapted then you will just get very hangry the more fat adapted you are the, the easier it is actually for your body to switch from burning carbohydrates to burning fat so actually it makes carbohydrates from fat again and also your brain uses something like ketones so now what does 12.6 12.6 percent mean or how does it compare to other measurements i had so late yesterday i actually did a measurement on this scale and i just i weighed 70 70.95 kilograms which is i kind of yeah my normal weight i guess and the thing is i actually measured 10 point i actually could look it up right now which i would do just so yesterday it was 79.95 i usually weigh at the exact same time after having eaten all the food i eat in a day and i usually eat like normal dinner till 10 and then i measure at randomly midnight shortly before midnight like 10 minutes before midnight so therefore i have most of the food in there of course the measurement would be more accurate if i had all um if i basically made it every single time in the morning but the thing is you eventually um also the food leaves your body and this is not always the exact time therefore if i ate eat throughout the day and i have it like in the measure it in the night and especially if you do like intermittent fasting then the food you ate for the day is basically also in you this means your weight should be a little bit higher in theory but it should be more consistent that's what i'm aiming at with measuring this late because i usually try to maybe skip breakfast maybe skip also lunch sometimes i only eat like one meal a day it depends on uh, yeah different things i guess but well let's actually try to compare it to a classical body fat scale so the thing is this is a come from wireless body scale i got from amazon for like 30 bucks this connects wirelessly to a app called feel fit and then you can actually see all the data but i obviously don't want to have like all the data i already told you like my weight and my body fat i guess so yesterday my body fat measured on this scale in athlete mode was 10.9 percent why do i use athlete mode because it says if you are doing like some sport you should use athlete mode therefore it's more accurate what the watch obviously doesn't have I also already tried I compared these two modes in the past and the difference was usually one to two percent so if i went into the normal mode i guess the body fat measurement actually would be pretty similar this means i mean this is like only one measurement and but the thing is it isn't so much the camera went out again it's not so much about the one estimate it's more about it's so the thing i want to state is it's not so much about how accurate the data point you have for example on your, on your scale actually is but it's but the thing about consistency is that it is much more important that you use the same device every single time if you go here and go there and go there then 
the measurement, how accurate the measurement really is, varies a lot. So therefore, if I measured on a scale and then I took the watch, I mean, it's just all over the place. Therefore, what you have to do is you have to do one consistent device. And since I use this device pretty much for two years straight, I guess, around two years, should be around two years, maybe one and a half years, I can say that this now is something that's average. And I also can say now, if I switch to normal mode, which the watch obviously does, doesn't, because obviously, like these are different manufacturers and obviously the watch just didn't have an FA mode, at least till now. This means I get pretty much the same value because if you, for example, drank a liter more, then it actually, or drank half of a liter more or ate tomatoes instead of like something that has less water in it, then this already could like hugely impact your weight. I mean, if you drink half a liter of water, then you weigh 500 grams more. And then you have 500 grams more than the percentages change. Therefore, I would say the 12.3% are pretty accurate. And also from my experience, because I did not only track, so basically I tracked my weight for like a few years at this point and like try to weigh myself almost every single day for maybe three years and also tracked it before. And we also had like a body fat measurement scale a little bit of time at home, therefore I also have experience with this, therefore I also can kind of put this into perspective for you. What you now can do with this value is pretty much, I mean, you could try to optimize it. The thing is with body fat, that if you get rid of body fat, it's almost always something good, unless you go into like the zone where you have like essential. For male, like 5%, so if you go camera went out again, turned out again, turns out the camera turns out sometimes. So for males, this depends for first, first of all, in the age range. So an ideal value for me would be between five or 10%, I guess. So this would also optimize for attractiveness, which is something that's an entirely different point, but well. Now, between five to 10% in my age range is something I guess to aim for. What usually happens if you go below, if you are have like well, well, de well developed musculature and you go below 10%, then usually the six pack, for example, begins to appear. If you have like a better developed um, musculature or skeletal muscle, then it already could happen before. Obviously, it also depends on how much you train these different weight cells. For females, I guess it's a little bit different. So I mainly talked about males for now. The thing is, with the female body, it's just a little bit different because there is more fat in the female body because the body is female. So this means in the chest area and also around the hips, you have just in general more fat. I don't know if you have more subcutaneous fat, so basically the fat under the skin, but I also think it's just in general a little bit higher. This means, um, if I remember correctly, the difference is usually like 7%. So if I had like 10%, then the same look on a, if I were female or if somebody else that looked like me were female, was female, then the same look uh, with the same amount of muscle, of course, also females tend to be a little bit uh, shorter. And this is another thing to calculate in. But if I look the same, basically, if you were like, yeah, these people look the same, so they have the same amount of muscle, proportionally speaking, and also adapting for female and male, for gender, basically, then it would be around 70%. 17% obviously, not 17%. So if, for example, we have like someone who is a female bodybuilder, then they actually have to hit, for example, 12% in order to achieve look as a male would. 
at 5%. So this also means females obviously cannot go as low as males, but at the same time, they don't really have to. But because in looks different because of the fat that is stored in the body nevertheless. Of course, if you take fat out of the body, also um, it also takes fat out of the chest area for females and also out of the hip area because it's just fat is not something that can be really, so sometimes it can, in the very specific cases, I guess, but most of the time it cannot. So therefore, um, it's something that is basically taken out of all of the body and therefore all of the things that have fat in them are then just have a little less fat in them if you have less fat. Another thing about body fat. The thing is, the more muscles you have, the more the fat actually under the skin is distributed. This means, if you imagine that I had a balloon, for example, like something like this. So we just take this and now it's basically a sphere. Basically, just imagine it's a, it's a sphere. Now, if you add, this is basically the muscle and underneath we have the bone. So this is basically the muscle covering the bone. If I now add body fat onto this, the thing is that, I mean, it just looks bigger. And if you then see still the muscles, then obviously you just look bigger in terms of muscle size. So this is another effect. Um, obviously, if I now blow up the muscle below, then kind of the, the thickness of this gets thinner because we still have the same fat covering the same amount of muscle, but it's the same fixed amount of fat. Therefore, and actually the fat basically thins out if the muscle below gets bigger. This is an effect that is known under most bodybuilders, I think, at least, kind of. And this is also something to consider. So now, should you measure your body fat with your scale? I guess it's a very nice tool because if you, whenever you're on the go, whenever you travel and you just don't have a scale like this, because let's face it, I mean, it's out of gloss and put it in the bathroom. And obviously if you are in a home very long, then it doesn't really matter. Also, it's just stuff. And if we have something, I had the Galaxy Active 2 before and I had this watch and this before. And now I just can't get rid of this theoretically. If it turns out that this watch is actually also pretty consistent in terms of measurements, then I just might get rid of this. And also for traveling, it's just nice to have a data point instead of having no data point. So as a final resolution, it kind of works. It kind of works very nicely. I mean, there seems to be no big interpretation in the Samsung Health app. Let's actually try to check uh, in the Samsung Health app. So we are actually now in the Samsung Health app and there's a new tab. It's not new, but it was there all along. It's basically your weight and also your average body fat. So this is basically the scale. So therefore you see that I measured the last days with the FeelFit app and the normal scale. The problem now is if I just add the normal the normal things here on the Galaxy Watch 4 to the FeelFit, then we have two different measurements. So therefore we have like these, this athletic mode measurement where it's 10.9% and then we have this 12.6% from the Galaxy Watch. And now the app basically calculates the average, which it which doesn't really make sense because, well, let's face it, these are two different devices, therefore you shouldn't mix the average thing. So now this is actually what it looks like and therefore you can kind of see what it looks like. You get the graphs over time. Obviously you cannot measure your weight, so therefore you still have to use um, scale. And this is kind of a problem already because, I mean, it's nice to have to have the Galaxy Watch 4 measure the body fat and let's actually switch to the camera again. Um, here, 
it's nice to have this, but the body fat is a percentage, and the percentage is based on something, and it's based on the weight. And if you have, I mean, if you just take a weight data point that's like from two weeks ago, then obviously the body fat measurement is completely nonsense. So therefore, you have to take it at the exact same time. Therefore, it only makes sense to first weigh yourself and then actually measure the body fat. Therefore, uh, the, the thing that I can get rid of the scale is kind of nonsense, I guess. I mean, it's not entirely nonsense because now I only need a scale that is that just measures my weight and then I can add the body fat composition or the body composition with the Galaxy Watch. But I need scale to determine my weight. And it should be at the exact same time because then you have one data set that is actually kind of accurate. Therefore, <laughs> does this now replace the Galaxy Active 2 and my scale? I guess not because I still have to have the scale and why should I now? I have all these measurements with athletic mode and if I now switch to the Galaxy Active 2 or if I switch this to normal mode then I wouldn't have consistency and then I cannot compare the data anymore. So for me I think it's a nice add-on but it doesn't really cannot really replace my current measurement method I guess. And for you it might, it might not, but chances are you have a normal scale Access to a normal scale is something you also get at the gym, for example. Of course, you have a close on, so therefore it's also kind of different. I mean, it makes sense to weigh yourself in the same circumstances. If you have your close on, then let's just add a kilogram, for example, for the close on, then you have consistency again. But it doesn't really make sense to sometimes wear like a big jacket and boots, and the next time you just go in your underwear on the scale, and obviously then you are lighter. It's the same like with drinking. Obviously, you have to like know when you drank the last time and this also pollutes the measurements just like different measurement devices and that's a final conclusion to testing out the body fat measurement on the galaxy watch 4 obviously this also applies for the galaxy watch 4 classic since this is pretty much the same watch and also for the different sizes because why would they do it any differently there so that's the end